you're born naked you die naked and in between it is what it is and you know you need to live that consciously as you possibly can otherwise i think you know there's consequences to action and inactions um and you just want to make sure that you know that, that there's not any untoward consequences that you created throughout that when you go into a meditative state that will make sense right because there's um there's a point that you reach when you meditate and when you get to the end of that breath and that pause happens you can stay at that pause for a very long time perception is projecting as they say you know you will project what you see so if you see hate you're going to project hate if you see love you're going to project love but if you want to change from there to there then you need to start you know looking through that lens Welcome to the Martial Mind Power podcast where you discover how to cultivate self-mastery towards your self-realization inspired by martial arts and philosophy. Welcome everybody to another Martial Mind Power podcast and on today's conversation we're just going to go with the flow and see what happens. So with me we have Sifu Lakloy Sifu, how are you doing this week? Very good, thank you. Very good. Uh, welcome listeners and viewers uh, to another episode of our Martial Mind Power podcast. Cool. And and how are you um, doing? All good, all good, man, all good. So Lax, I was going to, I'm, I'm intrigued. I just wanted to test something like live. It's probably not going to work, right? But um, it might work. I don't know, yeah? I've got a particular topic that I think I want to talk about today. Oh, yeah. But, but <laughs> I'm still going to refer back to the mighty book of knowledge, right? To see if it randomly can get to the topic that I want to speak about, right? Are you gonna Are you gonna share the topic before you do your flickety flick? So what what what's what do you think we should do? Because I want to talk about our top the topic I want to talk about regardless, but I still want to test it out, see what happens. <laughs> so why don't you tell us what topic you want to talk about, and then you do your flickety flick and see. And maybe will we let's talk about that topic and then you do your flicky job. Yeah. And then we see where that lands. Yeah. And see how that complements and supports your message. Okay. Fair enough. That's a good idea. So I want to talk about the art of dying today. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. This All right. Is good. Interesting <laughs> topic. Um, it, it may make some people feel a bit uncomfortable with where we go with this, right? Um, mm. And it may inspire people, but I don't think people talk about it enough. Um, so it'd be interesting. So let, let me just um, randomly kind of, you know, I'm just like from the bottom, you can see I'm just randomly going, actually shout me out, Alex, shout out, stop. Stop. Okay, there we go. So what we got, we got cosmic breath. It's turned okay. up as the title, right? So, cosmic okay, good. Good, uh, good. so, oh, interesting. So when we breathe, we start from a moment of stillness, then inhale to expand our lungs and fill them with air. We then stop for another moment of stillness, then excel to collapse our lungs whilst expelling air. That is sick. I can't believe it. How, <laughs> how, like when we talk about this, people will realize like the power of, of that breath concept, yeah? Yeah. And how it links to, I feel, life and death anyway. 
Well, the thing is, is that between every breath, there is a pause. There's that, that stillness that you just mentioned, right? So that's what the part of the cosmic breath is, is that pause. Um, so when you physically breathe, that pause is, is a moment of, of non-existence, right? And a moment of uh, dying as if you were, because you're not, at that moment in time, you're not breathing, but you just, you know, um, you're existing, but not existing at the same time. And for some of you, some of you guys listen to this, you're going to say, what a pile of shit is that? <laughs> you know, what a crock, right? <clears throat> but <clears throat> when you go into a meditative state, that will make sense, right? Because there's, um, there's a point that you reach when you meditate and when you get to the end of that breath and that pause happens, you can stay at that pause for a very long time without the need to want to breathe at all. Okay. Now that is a heightened state of consciousness, mm. right? When you get to that point and that can take you years of practice. This is not something you're going to just be able to do by, you know, downloading an app and uh, doing some breathwork exercises or mindfulness exercises. This is some heavy duty investment of time, effort, and energy in understanding and cultivating not just your mind, right, which is where the mindful element uh, sits, but your spirit <clears throat> and, and really connecting not just with yours, but uh, your higher state of consciousness. Um, and uh, when that moment happens and you, and you reach that point, that point is what people would refer to as nirvana. And that also you get to a point where you don't need to breathe anymore. You, you can just exist at that point. <clears throat> and um, there are rishis and swamis that meditate up in the Himalayan mountains in India, right? That haven't, uh, haven't had a morsel of food, haven't had a drop of water, have been in uh, deep samadhi, that means deep meditation for years, for years, right? Some people are, are known to have lived well over one century, if not several centuries, and they don't even eat. They don't because they, they operate on cosmic energy, okay? They operate on cosmic power. <clears throat> and therefore, when they sit there, they're not even breathing anymore, right? Mm. So there is that point. But that is an elite level of mastery, okay? That's spiritual mastery, uh, a whole new level, right? And, um, you know, there's a, I see Guru Guru Nanak, you know, he went up into the Himalayan mountains once and there's a beautiful story where he started speaking to these swamis and rishis and he said, hey, what, what are you guys doing over here, right? And he said, oh, you know, we're, we're meditating and, you know, we're connecting to a high state of consciousness and everything. And he said, well, you know what? Uh, there's loads of people out down there in the towns and villages and so on. They need your help. Stop hiding up here and keeping this all to yourself. Go out there and help everyone else. Uh, and this is what this works all about is really, although um, I've not had that, you know, Himalayan pre-existence <clears throat> uh, in this lifetime, uh, it feels like, you know, we're kind of connecting that vidya, that knowledge, that wisdom uh, and bringing it back down the mountains into the villages and the towns and the hamlets and, and the cities. So common people like me and you can understand this because guess what? I didn't have 
anyone that guided me when I was younger because I didn't know. Uh, the people around me didn't know. Uh, so I didn't get that guidance. I fell into it. And that was kind of my path, my dharmic path. It was meant to be that way, right? Absolutely. So you know, that's- I wanted to share on what you were just say- saying there about um, uh, the cave- going into the caves and talking to the sw- uh, sadhus and all those people. Um, one, one of our friends, dear friends, Suki was once saying about um, something he profoundly said to me once was we were sitting down, we had a conversation and he said, and he's talking about Guru Nanak in that format, right? And he said that he went out, spoke to these Swamis, um, uh, sadhus and whatnot and said, you know, what, exactly what he said, like, you're not sharing this information and knowledge with the world. You're sitting in a cave and not doing anything about it. And he said, he said, Jats, if we have knowledge and information that we can share with the world and we don't share it, are we not doing the same thing as those sadhus? Like, exactly. it doesn't matter we're not in a cave or not, but if we're not sharing that information, are we not doing the same thing? And I had exactly. a moment where I thought, okay, breathing time. That's quite profound, right? Yeah, exactly. So the the, the cosmic breath, the, the, the pause in the breath is kind of, you know, I've just kind of described the the highest state of that breathlessness, okay? <clears throat> and... Um, so, so that's that aspect of it. But then you've got the 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 in breath and the out breath, the in breath and the out breath, right? So that's the other aspect of it, right? So when you breathe in, you expand. Okay. When you breathe out, you contract. You expand, you contract, you expand, you contract, contract. And that happens all the time. Now the thing about the cosmic uh the cosmic breath is is one which is this is gonna blow your mind, right? And, um, you know, people talk about the Big Bang, okay? The Big Bang, this from nothing, right? Or I'm going to say from nothingness, this event takes place where the universe expands out of that nothingness, right? And you now get these uh, uh, multiverses, okay? Within these multiverses, you've got universes. Within these universes, you've got galaxies within these galaxies you've got solar systems within these solar systems you've got planets and you've got moons and whatnot and then within those you've got you know <clears throat> organisms living right uh and in you know in those organisms there's uh, there's um molecules right these cells these, within the cells, there's molecules. Within the molecules, there's a nucleus. There's uh, a protons. There's neutrons. There's electrons. Electrons are the moons, right? The nucleus is like the planet. You go in deeper, you know, and and as you go further and further, you get into <clears throat> uh, quasars. And beyond that, there's nothing again, right? And so it's almost what I call the recursive universe is, you know, what's outside is inside, what's inside is outside. You know, as you might have heard of uh, uh, the saying, um, as above, so below, as below, so above, uh, something like that. And uh, so it's basically saying, you know, that I've always had a dream, uh, a recurring dream. And that is when you get down to the smallest unit of existence, you end up with another multiverse mm-hmm. and you can kind of keep zooming in. And as you zoom out, it goes the other way. Right. And it just keeps unfolding. Right. <clears throat> so coming back, right. You've got this nothingness. You've got the big bang, these multiverses. 
are created, right? Recently, recently, scientists have started talking about the big crunch, right? Now, we've always known about this, right? In, uh, in, um, in uh, the uh, Guru Granth Sahib Ji, it talks about the Nad. Nad is the breath, okay, or the cosmic sound, right? So what happens, the, and the theory these uh, scientists have come up with is that all of these multiverses will eventually collapse, yeah, into nothingness again. I mean, if you think about this, right, even in, like I said, Guru Granth Sahib Ji, right, talks about the Nad, the Nad being cosmic breath of the cosmic sound, it starts from nothing, stillness, this pause, expands, all these multiverses, and then it contracts back to nothing, okay? Uh, and if we was to think about this big bang expanding and then the big crunch contracting and back into nothingness, that's one breath. Mm. One out breath, one in breath, one one, uh, uh, sorry, one in, in breath, one out breath, right? One inhalation, one exhalation, okay? Um, and if that's happening, then this cycle is infinite, right? And this, you know, average life that we might have of whatever many years, you, you know, you may live, right? Uh, 80, 90, 100, whatever length of life you, you can enjoy and relish on this planet, um, it's nothing in comparison to the magnitude of what's going on uh, around us, but we're part of it. And uh, so that's the cosmic breath. And it's a, it's a concept that, you know, requires an expansive mindset to be able to scale yourself against that um, because it's much bigger than us, but we're part of it. We're part of the expansion and we're going to be part of the contraction. And uh, <clears throat> even in, um, um hinduism they talk about um uh shiv they talk about uh vishnu and they talk about brahma right and you've got these three gods and you've got the god of creation uh you've got the uh god of destruction and then you've got the god of i think is maintaining it as it is and uh and you know it's again if you look at those three aspects generator it's, it's, operator destroyer <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beautifully put, right? The generator, the operator, and the destroyer. And that is it. I mean, it is all describing the same thing, mm. right? Are these people? No. They could be, right? Uh, um, I think uh, I think there were people that existed on Mother Earth that possessed those energies of expansion, operation, or oh, sorry, creation, operation, and destruction. <clears throat> and therefore those energies give it physical life in essentially, but it's more than physical life. And that's really what we need to understand is from an energetic level is something that can be felt constantly that can be sensed and something that can be experienced physically. Right. But there's a whole lot more going on beyond the physicality of it all. So that's, that's the cosmic breath. And it's, uh, it's, you know, we are part of, each breath now when you meditate with each in breath i with each expansion pause contraction pause try and imagine that you are the universe expanding 
and it's just resting in complete stillness, right? Complete nirvana. It's just everything is where it is. And then a contraction. And again, the same again, right? And see what happens. You will notice this magnification of your yourself uh, and your not-self. Mm. Your not-self is what I, re I refer to um, is your, your, your spiritual element, your subtle body, okay? Um, and uh, there's, you know, you might have heard of the word of the astral body. That's part of it, okay? But it's bigger than that, okay? <clears throat> and uh, you'll, you'll kind of start to experience there's something odd but wonderful that happens when you start to expand far greater than, you know, the body that you're in, the room that you're in, the house that you're in, or apartment that you're in, the building that you're in, the 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 street that you're in, the the town, the village town or the city that you're in, the country that you're in, the world that you're in, the the solar system that you're in, mm. the the galaxy that you're in, the universe that you're in, the multiverses that you're in, right? You, there's expansion. And if you can take that expansion so that it's infinite, you can feel that infinite within, infiniteness within you. And that's something amazing. Absolutely, man. Do you know what's <laughs> like fascinating about all of that is that it's, it's the idea of construction and destruction, right? It's, it's the part of the universal concept of everything because science talks about it all the time that the galaxies solar systems that are being destroyed and created all the time out there which we don't know about and even though it takes millions of years for it for it to happen right yeah and relating it back to like like you said the breath you know you you're you're breathing in you're breathing out and then imagining that if, if you're here in the present moment right and you take that in breath you've gone like this and then you exhaling and you're going outwards and like you said imagine the location and the country and the and the you know your, your solar system the universe and you take all of that and then you bring yeah. it back in again and you go yeah. like this it's like your with with your breath right yeah it's that construction and destruction element of it yeah inbuilt into your breath system right yeah um so that's like life and death life and death life and death life and death <clears throat> is part of the game right absolutely um, and i'm just fascinated how this topic fits into the art of dying right you see the the art of dying is is you know it comes from a chinese proverb right and um um but if you look carefully at any um you know ancient wisdom uh traditional uh traditional teachings right from any any walk of life elder talk about this Right, and ultimately, <clears throat> the, what the le learning, the art of dying, as it's called, or I refer to it as a game of death, as a little play on the Bruce Lee's movie Game of Death. Um, it's it's to understand, and there's various aspects to this, and you know it depends which element you want to focus on, but ultimately, it's about killing everything, metaphorically speaking. Right, so you are now free of all attachment, and if you go back to Buddha's teaching, even Buddha stated, you know, the the source of all suffering is attachment. Mm. So, in order to in order to release suffering, you need to get rid of all the attachment. In other words, you need to kill all the things 
that you're holding on to. Get rid of them. And that doesn't mean physically. I mean, it means mental, mentally and spiritually, you now break the cord, okay, uh, on, a, on a mental and spiritual level, not on a physical level, okay? Therefore, now you, that thing can exist of its own right without you now being bound by that and the outcome that that might have. Because you might think you control the outcome, but actually, you know, we've just spoke about the cosmic breath and you are insignificant, not even a speck of dust. Yeah, <laughs> you're not even a drop in an ocean. That's how small, small of this you are in the overall scheme of things. Uh, therefore, therefore, uh, in the the magnitude of things, is there's a point where everything's happening, right? Uh, in you, outside of you, around you, right? Uh, not to you, but for you. And uh, as long as, you, and we, we were having a little catch up before this, and we were talking about how you've got to have intention, right? And you've got to invest the energy to move in a certain direction. Without that, nothing's going to, to really kind of get, you know, manifest because you're not putting any energy into it. You're not putting your concentration, you're not putting intention into it. You're, you've got to have the intention from your call that needs to go in that direction. You've got to make an effort towards that end. But, does, it means letting go of the outcome and the end result mm. because you don't control that. You may think you do, but you don't. And um, this is where, you know, your luck comes into it. Now there's different types of luck, right? You've got your, the luck that you create through the hard work that you do. Okay. Now that's, that's, that's the only thing that you can control. <clears throat> now, if you so get so caught up, and attached to the result, guess what? You're going to stress yourself into the grave, right? And there's no point. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you've got to release that, right? You've got to learn the art of dying on that. And then you've got your environmental luck, okay? Your second luck. This is the luck in the space that you live in. Create a space with good feng shui, man, right? Um, and uh, good energy around you, you know? If you live in an area which is, you know, just full of bad vibes, do everything in your power to get out of there and put yourself in an area which has got good vibes, mm. right? If you've got um, an environment, not just, it doesn't just mean your house and the, the, the neighborhood you live in. It means the company you keep as well, right? You become the company you keep. You know, uh, there, you know, there's a, a wonderful um, uh, meme I read the other day where uh, it kind of summed it all up where it said, you know, um, uh, and it was it was by um, I don't know whether it was Elon Musk or somebody quite, quite successful and ambitious in that respect. <clears throat> and it said, you know, if you uh, hang around with um, five millionaires, you'll be the sixth. If you hang around with five successful people you'll be the six if you hang around with you know uh five layabouts you'll be the six there's something to that extent in other words you know you, you become and assimilate to that so the your environment also means the the the, the company you keep <clears throat> and the the third aspect is your cosmic luck mm. you cannot control that you can do whatever you like right you cannot control that you think you know maybe you'll meditate and you'll change change that the way things are going to happen no it's bigger than that 
right? You think you can, you know, maybe uh, do some spells, <laughs> right? <laughs> and change that. Because it's not going to change anything, not in the long scheme of things. Temporarily, it might have a little glitch, cause a little glitch in the system. But in the overall scheme of things, you can't. That's that's why it's called Dharma, right? It's your Dharmic mm -hmm. path. Is do you recognize it and get on it and then let it run its course? And that's really what's important. So, <clears throat> so it's important to, to recognize that aspect. And, and then, you know, once you've invested the, the intention, the energy and the time and the resources to doing that, you just got to let it run. You just got to let it be. And I call it the, uh, you know, the, uh, the jelly syndrome, right? You know, when you were a kid and you, you know, do you like jelly when you was a little kid? Uh, yeah, you used to have jelly as a kid, yeah. Right. And did you love it? Do you love making it? Um, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> but I'm trying to remember the last time I had jelly. <laughs> well, I, I, when I was a kid, I loved making jelly, right? But you know, the thing is, right? You, you boil the water, you put, you know, you cut up, cut up the jelly cubes, stick it in, uh, and it just dissolves and you mix it. And then you've just got this, you know, um, uh, liquid essentially, uh, with these jelly cubes that are now dissolved into, into it. And you need to put it in the fridge. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> now as a kid, you know, you're excited because you want the jelly to be set, but you know, every few every few minutes, you know, you go in and you stick your finger in it and it's still wet. Mm -hmm. And because you keep opening the fridge door, you know, a few hours later, you stick your finger in it, it's still wet because it's not getting a chance to to set because no. you keep opening the door it's and it's not about. cooling down. <laughs> and and the whole thing about the learning, the art of dying, is letting it go. Now you've you've done, you've made the effort. You've boiled the water. You've got you went out and bought the 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 jelly, right? Uh, cubes. You've cut it up. You've opened the packet. You cut it up. You put it in there. You let it dissolve. You mix it up, and you put it in the fridge. Mm. That's all you can do. And the next thing you need to do is wait patiently. Just let it do its thing, and then timed appropriately. You know, if you just let it sit, it will just set. Right. And that's kind of really um, the best example, uh, best metaphor I can give of how, uh, you know, you, you have to let go. You have to just let that thing sit inside that fridge. And the cosmos is a bit like that. You know, you kind of put your effort into it and then you just let go and let the jelly sit out there <laughs> right? and then see, see what the end result looks like, you know. But if you keep poking your finger in it every five minutes, um, it's you're kind of undoing your work in a way. Um, and, um, so we were talking about this earlier, how, you know, with sharing the, the knowledge and the wisdom that we've been very fortunate enough to fall into, um, this wasn't a career choice. Let me say this, cause I didn't know that this was a thing. Yeah. To help people connect to a higher self. Um, and nor did I have any, any inspirational people in my life that knew about this, uh, that could guide me this way. It was meant to be this way because I fell into it, right? And, uh, and here you are. So, you know, you put stuff out there and you want to spread it far and wide. So is that the goal? Well, if that's my purpose in this planet, then it's my purpose. So my my... As I, as I say, you know, your your purpose is not your goal. Your goal is your purpose. Mm -hmm. So I'm just fulfilling my purpose. Then I just let go, put it out there and let the jelly set. And, uh, you know, hope that, you know, it has a positive transformation on as many people as possible because in the end, that's what this is about. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, 
helping people connect to something greater within themselves, you know, something more powerful within themselves, something that's going to help them be uplifted. And then they're going to go and uplift somebody else because something's wake awakened inside them. And that is something that you can't put a price on that. It's, it's way beyond any monetary value It's way beyond any material value. Uh, it's, is almost indescribable, okay? Because it's it's divine work, um, and that, I like to call it that because it's your highest service. So, um, so this is why we do this. Yeah, no, I, I think it's fascinating. I mean, the 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 kind of multiple meanings that can be derived from the art of dying, right? Because it's it it can be looked at that way, like exactly what you said about the attachment detachment, the thoughts that we have, which is which is probably the, one of the biggest challenges that we go through because in life we get attached to lots of things and we don't realize that we get attached to our thoughts as well. Yes. So letting go of the thoughts is like, you know, the art of dying, the killing it off, letting it flow, as you said. But then you also have, you know, the art of dying, which is to do with um, life and death kind of element because yeah. we know, everybody knows this, yeah, that if you're born, then one day we're going to pass away, right? Yeah. And But for some reason, you know, we're taught in society and culture that it's a bad thing and that mm. um, it's seen as a negative and everybody's trying to do everything to live long and all this kind of, which is fine, which is absolutely, you know, the goal of things in a way as well. Um, but then that element that, you know, that one day we are going to go, right? We're not here forever. And yeah. everything that we have here is just going to be left behind anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And that is going to be inspiring for some and it's going to be sad for others. Yeah. And are we, if we're being sad by it, are we attached to the thought of it then, you know? Yeah. So it's a, it's an interesting um, conversation, um, a very challenging conversation because people don't really talk about it, but we see it going on all the time. And it's not uh, a case of right or wrong or anything. It just is like in the sense that it's going to happen in some form or another, right? Yeah. Uh, we don't always know what it is. So it's got that double meaning to it, which I find really fascinating. And I think it's, um, you know, just to even have a conversation about it, uh, even if it helps people in some way to think, hang on a minute, this is the way of the world. This is the way of the universe. That's yeah. how it works from the breath, from the moment of inhaling, inhaling, exhaling, construction, destruction, yeah. life and death, attachment, detachment. It's kind yeah. of linked in a way, right? It's, it goes, there's a pattern there. Um, yeah. So then it becomes about, well, how do we, you know, go about living life in a way where we can be uh, more, in line with you, like you said, with your with, a, with more of a higher self and um, in flow, and um, that's what we're, we're doing these conversations because in some way or another, we're hoping that you know you could take something yeah. from it, take what's useful, right? Take what's useful. Absolutely. You know the the thing is that you've said something uh, interesting there is like how how can you prepare yourself to accept death, right? Mm. Now, <clears throat> I'll give it. I like to give an analogy uh, about martial arts. Okay. Um, so if you go into a martial arts, let's just say you're in a competition, right? You go into competition with the idea, uh, attachment to win. Uh, <clears throat> that means you've got something to lose, right? Uh, that means losing is a possibility. Mm. Um, and the possibility of losing is the thing that f scares people the most, right? And, um, and that's what tends to, um, uh, break people down psychologically okay mm -hmm. but what if you accepted 
defeat? Mm. What if you accepted death before you entered the arena? Right? Then what? Then there's nothing to lose because you've accepted it as the outcome, right? So you surrender, you surrender to loss, you surrender to death, right? Then what's left to do? Mm. And the secret is what's left to do is to do the best that you can because that's all you've got. There is nothing else. There never was anything else. Everything else was just an illusion, mm. right? So that changes everything. Now, I wanted to give you a martial arts example because that's where this whole idea was born. But we started with, we started up, up there <laughs> and now we're bringing it back down, right? So you can understand that. But then you mentioned the other aspect of life and death and accepting that on a physical level. So my, my father used to, he's always said this. And, uh, you know, my, my father's a fantastic man. He always worked really hard for us. He always wanted to give, give us a, the, the best environment to, to help to raise his uh, three children, including me. And um, uh, so he worked very hard. He started from nothing, just worked hard and uh, made sure that, you know, uh, he provided, uh, moved us into a, a, a house and a home in a good area, uh, which was safe um, and comfortable for us to grow up in. And really that, that environment changed everything uh, because the environment that we lived in be before that move, when I was uh, about, no, no, uh, I think 11 years old, mm -hmm. um, wouldn't, wouldn't have had a positive outcome on me and uh, probably wouldn't have been in a, um, in a position where I would have been kind of able to kind of direct my attention towards, uh, towards self-cultivation academically and so on. Um, so he knew that then, and he used to say to me, he said, so he wasn't kind of driven by loads of having lots of money and uh, loads of possessions. He realized the value of having a, a house uh, and a home in a good environment, in a good area where, uh, the you know the his kids could be nurtured um, in a positive way. That was really important to him. And he always said to me, "It's like," uh, and my dad, honestly, he is. And I don't really talk about my dad much publicly, but um, uh, a quite private person. But I think this is important. And you know, he he said to me. He he's the best salesperson I've ever met, uh, and the only thing, one thing that he does have really had a, had a passion for back in the day, which is he think is lost now uh, to a certain degree. But he really loved cars, right? And uh, when he was buying or selling a car, and he wasn't a trader, but when 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 he did want to buy a car, I he was honestly I've never seen anybody right haggle and negotiate as good as he could i mean the the person if he was buying something they would just give up in the end and just say just take it i i can't do this anymore and i every time it get to that point because he was just so brilliant at doing this and i said dad you know why don't you you know start a business and you know you'd be great at it you know and he said like you know because i don't want a business because i don't want the headache right? He goes, look, you need to remember this, right? 
right and my dad a lot of his friends were millionaires uh <clears throat> because they they all you know came at the same time from india and they some of his friends a small group of his friends uh started factories and they did a lot of uh clothing uh, um uh manufacturing and uh, uh so they were they they a lot of them were very successful back in the day and uh I said, you know, well, why don't you do something? You'd be great at it because, you know, you're, I think personally, you're, you know, you've got, you're sharp, sharper than they are and you've got it, you know, uh, if they can do it, you can definitely do it. Mm. They just said, look, in the end, right, uh, we all eat the same food, right? You know, there's no real difference in the food, right? And his friends were eating home-cooked Indian food and so were we, right? So it was the same, right? They were, you know, there was no difference in that. And he said, look, like, you need to remember, right? You're born naked, right? And you're going to die naked, right? And in between whatever there is, is whatever there is, right? And that's it. So make that count, right? And make of it what you will. But in his in his lifetime and you know uh he's he's still with us and you know he's healthy um you know he just wanted to have a a comfortable life where he worked and then he could switch off and enjoy his time with the family and with his friends and so on and that was it mm-hmm. and that was quite a liberating um experience and when he retired it's interesting my brother said to my father he said because uh, dad why don't you get a job because <laughs> he'd been off for you know he'd been retired for a year or so and um i think he was kind of more afraid that you know uh if he retired you know he just just kind of like decay uh you do see that with, with, with retirees and um he said he just said to my brother he said look what you need to realize is i've worked all my life now it's time to relax and chill out and do what I want, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's, it was a wonderful, wonderful, yeah. you know, kind of realization that, you know, yes, you can, you can take it easy. Um, but you know, the, the key lesson is that, you know, you're, you're born naked, you die naked. And in between it is what it is. And, you know, you need to live that consciously as you possibly can. Otherwise I think, you know, there's consequences to action and inactions. Um, and you just want to make sure that, you know, that, that there's not any untoward consequences that you created throughout that. But the one thing that we need to uh, accept is the moment you're born, you're born to die. And most people are made afraid of death mm. because they associate death with uh, loss. They associate death with uh, grief uh, they associate death with uh, pain and suffering, okay? Um, and yes, all of those things are true, right? But if you truly knew the reason you you arrived on this planet, if you truly knew why you came here and what you came here to do or even not to do, because uh, that's also a thing, sometimes you're meant not to do something because it's one of your cosmic lessons. Uh, Then, then death is welcome because you know, your purpose, Mm. you know, what you, you, you're here to do and you just live that out. So this bit in the middle becomes about fulfilling that. And therefore the end, right. Of this physical body, which you're going to shed, um, 
is a welcome is a welcome point okay if i put it that way mm-hmm. and therefore the people that are around you should also understand that because it changes the way you look at death and um death is celebrated in the, in in many cultures okay yep. uh, um rather than commiserated um but in more cultures it's commiserated than it is celebrated mm-hmm. and uh, and and if you have somebody that's known their purpose and they fulfill their purpose within this lifetime then the end is a, you know it's amazing it is a co- complete celebration of the contribution and service that that person's provided in this lifetime um but only the self is really uh, only you will know that um and you will kind of be at peace with that point um and but the moment you know you kind of in a weird but wonderful way want it to come right but then it just arrives when it needs to come right so you don't force that idea you don't push that it's a natural course so you just write it out Mm. So um uh just hopefully kind of that kind of adds a, a different perspective on death and uh, <clears throat> uh allows you to embrace uh death but you know the death in when anything dies something else is born okay now <clears throat> they say don't they? they say that nothing's ever lost it just changes form and that's true in science as well like nothing energy transforms it could be what shape and form we just don't know right yeah. so what you're saying there is in line with that well look you know you take a block of metal right uh i'm wearing a color let's just say right uh, you know gold color right is made of gold molecules right or oh, element gold right so um uh atoms of gold sorry <clears throat> and uh within the atoms you know again same thing you know you got you got a nucleus and you've got uh the electrons um and the space between the nucleus to the electrons is the same ratio as mother earth is to its moon so most of the most of the 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 thing between those two is just space mm-hmm. so most of most of this for instance is just space and the reason i use metal is because people identify metal as being as one of the solids of solids solidy things all right <laughs> all right <clears throat> so so technically actually most of this is just space and it's held together with an invisible energy right magnetic energies magnetic forces and so on right uh, that are invisible to the eye um invisible uh to the to the self um but give you the perception that it's solid right but really we're just energy right being held together and up the heat it will melt it becomes liquid and keep that heat going and it'll become it'll just eventually evaporate right yeah, yeah so exactly this <clears throat> form just changes from many many from solid to liquid to gas yeah vice versa <laughs> So the, the my point being is we're just energy in the end. So if you have ever been fortunate or unfortunate enough to see somebody pass away, right? You'll notice there's a point where you know they're gone. Their body's still there, but they're gone, right? Why do people say they're gone? Because you know something's just now left, right? Their energetic body's left, right? if we were to kind of 
put a bit more um, specificity around describing that or definition around that. The spirit's gone, the soul is gone, right? <clears throat> so now it's just the the carcass is left, the flesh is left, the body is left, the the clothing is left, right? Um, so so now that moves on, and then you know that can be the source of a new life, or it can be the source of uh, being dissolved back into the ocean of consciousness. Um, and uh, you know, in Sanskrit, they call it moksha, right? Which is um, you know liberation of the soul back into the super consciousness. <clears throat> um, and um, so, so there is that element. Right. There is that possibility that, you know, that could happen. Um, so when anything dies, there is a new beginning. Right. <clears throat> is, and, you know, just want to share one of my personal experiences. And this is just my personal experience. And, you know, um, you know, each to their own, you know, some of you may have noticed a similar pattern. But I've always noticed when there's a new baby about to be born, somebody dies in the family. <clears throat> uh, somewhere right? Somewhere in the family, someone will pass away, right? And, um, and it might be a few months before. Um, and there is, you know, uh, a kind of a, a belief in Indian culture that, you know, when somebody dies, they come back, you know, in a different form. And sometimes they say, oh, you know, so-and-so died, this is, that person's come back. Um, and um, that's how the spirit move kind of continues, uh, and you tend to, most, most spirits do tend to kind of come back to the the families in a different different relationship in a different form uh, to um, uh, to what they were before, obviously, because now they don't have that form anymore. Um, and uh, you know, there might have been a grandma in one lifetime, and next 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 lifetime is a granddaughter or a grandson or something. You know, um, so there is that aspect of it. But you know, that's my experience, and. Uh, my understanding and uh um so that i can talk from that <clears throat> but you know it'd be interesting to see like what people are kind of feel and experience in their own um uh, uh lifetimes and most importantly of all if you haven't then maybe just kind of be aware of it and just see what's happening uh around in 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 that family environment and uh um maybe you'll notice a pattern maybe maybe you won't and um yeah, so it's so fascinating. Like it's got so many, many uh, kind of angles to it, right? It's like, um, you know, there's, there's like um, <clears throat> sadness about the happiness about it. There's accidental stuff about it. There's, you know, the, so there's so many different thoughts out there about this topic. It could go in any direction, right? And we're not saying any yeah. one thought is right or wrong or anything. We're just having a conversation around it, yeah. around it because obviously the atheists out there are going to be like, what are these two talking about, right? And yeah. then the other people who believe in, you know, transmigration of soul and reincarnation are going to be like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Um, so there's, there's all these two angles to it, which could, if, if you look yeah. at it one way, could, uh, you know, work out to the whole kind of yin yang side of it, where yeah. there's going to be an element which you believe it. There's going to be an element that don't believe it. Yeah, and that's what makes the world go around, and that's what's so fascinating about it. So either side you're on, you're yeah. part of the equation because uh, without the other, you wouldn't know the other. So exactly, it's, it's <laughs> such a fascinating topic and idea to talk about it. And and obviously, there's there's kind of like a bad route that goes out there. They, you know, which um the people deliberately causing destruction and pain and all these kind of things, which isn't nice in itself. And humanity has to work together on these kind of issues of the side of it. But we're talking about more of the natural aspect of it that, yeah, if you're coming into this world one day, we're going to go, 
right? Exactly. It's objectively, <laughs> yeah. And whatever we do is is the meaning we've created in that in that lot in that dash, as they yeah. say, right? Yeah. Between this year and this year, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so you, it comes back to that thing about you know we're here. If we've got knowledge and information, we should share it because if we're not sharing it. We're no better than the sadhus who may be acquiring this information and then using it for themselves without the benefit for everybody else to obviously yeah. elevate as well. So I think it's a good idea to at least have a conversation about it. Um, whether you believe it or not, it doesn't really matter because um, you, uh, you know having an open mind to something is better than having a closed mind. I feel, um, and um, yeah, it's just you know sharing that information, having conversations, opens dialogue to good communication i feel <laughs> no you're 100 right and you know i want to pick you up on something you use the word believe <clears throat> now the thing is a lot of people use the word believe quite casually now believe is a word that basically implies that you actually don't know okay you don't understand through experience okay uh that means it's uh something that you think might happen right based on uh your firm uh your firm uh ideas and concepts around that topic which is what which also for part of what you said the attachment of the thoughts and stuff yeah based on the construct of how it's all yeah. built throughout your experience right absolutely so on one side you've got belief but this is not knowing this is it's speculation to yeah. a certain degree because you don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. That's why you believe it, right? On the other side, there is knowing and understanding. Knowing something is the knowledge aspect of things. Now, you know, that is, is, is not what I'm referring to. Uh, what I'm talking about is really knowing, is understanding deeply and uh you know I, I, this one of the comments in the book is you know which talks about known unknown unknowable known is the things that you you you've learned already okay knowledge okay but that that you know you know what those things are then there's the unknown these are things that you don't know but you can learn and then these unknowable these are the things that you'll never know mm. You don't even know they're unknown and you'll never really be able to describe them. Okay. Just another angle on that. You said you, you know what you know. There's, there's things you know, there's things you don't know, and then there's things you don't know that you don't know. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, so coming back to belief and uh, experience and knowing pure through deep you know uh personal experience is a whole different thing mm. now the reason I'm, I'm making a point about this is the comments that i'm making here right they are through experience mm -hmm. this is not a belief this is not speculation this is things that i've experienced i'm talking from a first-hand experience here right um through my um journey of uh, physical mental and spiritual cultivation right and uh, insights um, things and experiences that I've had from a child that I didn't understand, did, didn't make sense until 10 years ago, until, you know, five, four and a half, five years ago, right? Uh, 
when I truly woke up, right? And that's uh, that's why I'm sharing this. I wouldn't have talked about this, you know, uh, if it was over four and a half, four or five years ago, almost. No, it's five years ago now. If it was earlier than that, I wouldn't have talked about this because I had no idea, right? Uh, and um, it was all based on speculation and belief and, and the theory in academia, but that means nothing because... Are the people that are writing those materials, are, are they writing from experience? Well, if they are, then that's good. But you need to experience it, mm. fully embody that in order for you to fully understand it, to fully know it, okay? Right? And knowing and knowledge are different. Remember that, okay? You can read 100 books and you're still not going to have this, right? That still fuels your belief, right? So this is why knowledge is not absolute, okay? You need to experience it. So that takes those, me to... Uh, it's those kind of, uh, for people who might be thinking, well, how do you go from belief to knowing kind of thing, right? It's it's almost those moments where, yeah, like you said, you know it academically. And one day through experience, something may happen where you think, oh, now I get it. It's, yeah. That's probably <clears throat> the best way to describe it, right? It's because, yeah. because you could share something with someone and because they haven't had the experience of it, they're not really going to know what you're talking about. They, they could kind of get the idea of it, yeah. But they won't really get it, get it kind of thing. It's only those moments when they sit down and something just happens where it's like a sense of relief, a calmness, a, a peaceful present moment in, in, to some degree where you think, oh, that's what that thing means. Now I get it. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those moments, which is um, watch out for them. They're interesting moments. <laughs> well, you know, this, this is where I like to drop a Bruce Lee uh, wisdom bomb. Okay. Um, and, um, uh, you know, this whole thing is about wisdom bombs, right? As in like, you know, things that are going to blow your mind and expand your mind in a positive, constructive, transformational way. Um, and, you know, if it doesn't serve you that way, then um, then this next comment, right? Or this next uh, piece of um, wisdom I want to share with you, hopefully will help you. Uh, in Sanskrit, there's two words, avidya and vidya. Now I mentioned vidya before, okay? Avidya means ignorance, okay? <clears throat> now, I'm not saying there's people out there that are ignorant and... Uh, um, it's just that you and, don't know... And what dumb you and know. stupid, right? Yeah. Sorry, Sorry what did you say? It's, it's just that element of what you don't know, you don't know. Exactly. That's it. That's, That's what, what Avidya means, right? It means that you don't know. You don't know. Therefore, you are ignorant to that. Not because you're purp purposefully trying to be a bigot or something like that right is you just don't know yeah bless your heart you just don't know okay so you live in a vidya you live under an illusion okay um and that is not of your making it just happens to be that's what's created around you and you you start to believe that's your reality okay mm. that's a vidya the other part of it is a vidya now vidya is if if it's directly translated it translates into knowledge but it's not knowledge, it's knowing, it's experience, it's understanding, it's having been there and done that. This is where I want to drop a, 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 a Bruce Lee, a wisdom bomb, uh, which is Bruce talked about this idea of uh, knowing is not enough, one must apply, willing is not enough, one must do. That's the secret to going from that to that. You said, how do you get, how, you know, you asked me the question, you know, how do you go from ignorance to, to experience? Well, that is it. Knowing is not enough. One, one must apply. That's taking knowledge and start to find ways to apply that knowledge into your life. Okay? 
or whichever application it needs to be applied to. Mm. Um, so knowing is not enough, one must apply. Willing is not enough, one must do. You can have all the will in the world. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. If you actually don't do it, it's useless. Exactly. You need to do the work. And this is what I think a lot of people don't understand that just because you've got the will to do something doesn't mean it's just going to kind of magically appear. That jelly is not going to put yourself in the fridge and just, you know, <laughs> magically end up in there. And all of a sudden, you got you got to do the work. You got to freaking go out there. You got to get the bowl. You got to heat the hot water. You got to buy buy the packet of jelly. You got to, you know, you got to take that packet off, uh, wrapper off. You got to cut up the cubes, put it in in the in the bowl of hot water, mix it up, and then stick it in the damn fridge, mm. right? You got to do the work. That's your doing, right? Knowing. Knowing is knowing that you need to do those, follow those steps. Applying is going out and, uh, you know, making preparations to find out which jelly do you want to buy and which bowl, you know, are you going to use? Yeah. Willing is, yes, I'm ready to, to make some jelly, right? I really want to make jelly now and I need jelly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need jelly, right? And then you got to go and do it. Just make it, right? And then leave it alone. Learn the other time, let it, let it sit in the fridge, come back two, three hours later, and it'll be ready, right? Mm. Um, so, yeah, funnily enough, it comes all the way back to jelly, doesn't it? Yeah, no, I was going to say, the secret to life is jelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. For those of you out there that, you know, uh, don't eat jelly because of um, the ingredients, <laughs> right? You know, this is this is not a vegan podcast and it's not here to offend you guys. It's just a metaphor, okay? Um, so, uh, yeah. Just yeah, take it just replace jelly for anything. Just replace it for uh, falafel or anything that you want to make. Uh, you can, you can, you can replace, replace jelly with making ice lollies. That's right. Yeah? That's right. Yeah, there you go, right? Use ice lollies, right, with... Uh, with environmental, environmentally friendly, you know, fruit concentrate or whatever you want to use, or fresh fruits, or yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. But you get the idea. Just take, take, you know. I hope our listeners and viewers take this with love because that's what it's intended to be for, right? Um, you know, the if the ultimate expression is love, and I've experienced it, it is, um, and it's hard to. Is it quite difficult to always be in a state of love when there's there is a, a world full of different emotions out there, and sometimes it's opposite to love, right? Um, so if you're in an environment where you're operating in a space where it's opposite to love, let's just call it hate, right? Um, and negative emotions, right, which are opposite to that, which are anger and resentment and contempt and all of these kind of horrible negative emotions right that you know you know will kind of eat you from the inside um it's hard to stay in a state of love all the time okay because you need to maintain that state but mm -hmm. if love is or the all-encompassing highest emotion the highest vibration then we need to find the love in all all the sources of all of these things right and um uh it takes it's a challenge right it's a challenge it's a challenge that you've got to keep practicing. Um, so, you know, take this with love because those people that are, you know, are in the, in, in that context are going to see everything through that lens. 
But what if you looked at it from this lens? So one of the things that when I was kind of going through this process myself, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd picked up a teaching, uh, a wisdom bomb back then. And that wisdom bomb was ask yourself, what would love do? Mm. And, um, you know, quite often I find myself initially when I was practicing this quite frustrated. I don't know what's love going to do. You know, what would love do, you know? <clears throat> and um, then over time, I started seeing the love in people's actions and why they were doing the things they were doing. Um, so people, people tend to operate from where they are, mm. right? And, uh, you know, is uh, perception is projection, as they say. You know, you will project what you see. So if you see hate, you're going to project hate. If you see love, you've got to project love. But if you want to change from there to there, then you need to start, you know, looking through that lens. Yeah. Uh, and just start to ha have a little play with that concept. And, uh, you know, as I say, you know, rose tint, you know, you can wear the rose tint glasses, you know. Um, everything does look better through rose tint glasses. So put them on once in a while and see how beautiful the world looks. Um, momentarily, you know, until you're happy to keep them on all the time. Um, but it's practice, guys. You know, it takes work. You know, if you want to be a better version of you, then uh, you've got to work on it. It's not a, there's no quick fix secret formula. And um, for as much, um, you know, mindfulness, you know, uh, three minute mindfulness exercises out there and so on, you know, it's not going to cut it. You, this is a lifelong practice. Right. And it's going to take you years. So, um, and this is why something like a book like this, you know, is born uh, and the rest, because um, there's a lot, lot to be achieved and a lot, lot to be um, um, uh, revealed within you. But, you know, I wish everybody will, you know, um, feel that uh, light, to feel that, uh, you know, that love. Um, because um, when you start to kind of sense that, it changes everything. Yeah. It changes everything. And you don't want to be that anymore. But you know sometimes you'll recognize why people are the way that way. And you might even start to want to help them. Okay. And you might want to start to change that. Not forcibly, but with their consent, with their, with their admission to, 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 uh, to want to change Absolutely. all change all change happens from within and um uh, it's got to happen with consent so as i say all all help is self-help and you have to start with yourself so just just be mindful of that uh, i think it's um it's the most valuable uh, teaching is that you have to decide that there's this change that needs to be made absolutely man that's that's been fantastic we've spoken about so many things about you know train train your body train your brain you know we've talking about life and death from breath to inhaling exhaling and to the way we think about things right it's, it's been a fascinating conversation like i just wanted to share another um what did you call it earlier on uh wisdom bomb, wisdom bomb that's it wisdom <laughs> bomb from from bruce lee uh which i think sums up this whole conversation quite nicely right um so one of these powerful quotes is um like everyone else you want to learn the way to win but never to accept the way to lose to accept defeat to learn to die is to be liberated from it so when tomorrow comes you must free your ambitious mind and learn the art of dying 
Nothing. <laughs> we had a moment of stillness there. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Like, um, yeah. Do you want to add anything on that before we sign off? No, I think you you, you did it. Fantastic. It's all done. It's all done. Oh, thank you very much, Lax. I hope you guys have enjoyed this and uh, join us on the next podcast. So until then, you know, keep keep dropping those wisdom bombs and keep learning, applying and doing and being. So all the best to you and we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, guys. If you took some value out of this podcast, then please like and subscribe to our channel. If you feel this podcast will help a loved one, then please kindly spread this wisdom by sharing this podcast link with them. For more information and learning materials on how to cultivate self-mastery towards your self-realization inspired by martial arts and philosophy, please go to www.martialmindpower.com. See you in the next podcast.